Okay, so we know that... Are you making fun of me? Yeah, a little bit. Why? Because you said... Okay, so... I was so focused on not <laughs> saying so first. But you so you said okay first. <sighs> I love you. Okay, anyway. Ah. Go ahead. You make me so... <laughs> you said I love you. We know the most important thing about becoming a follower of Christ, becoming a Christian, is to obviously repent of our sins, but then to turn and live a life completely different, right? Jesus was always saying, yeah. you know, repent and then go sin no more. Um, and I feel like within the church we are... Well, not always. Sometimes he said either repent or perish. Well, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. I had to take um, that to but one But I feel like sometimes we are really good within the church of like talking about repenting of our sins and how, you know, you need to ask for forgiveness and be forgiven and all of that. But what about the reality of the reality of that? Like we were talking last night specifically about our own lives, right? And things in the past that we're not proud of. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, it was sinful behavior. And now looking at it from where you've grown spiritually, you look back on that and go, I have completely turned from being that person. I couldn't be that person at all and we were talking about various different circumstances within our lives that play into you not being that person anymore and, and being very mm. different but I just <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's to put our conversation yeah, last night nicely pretty... but um, I just think it's a worthwhile conversation to have of okay <clears throat> I want to follow Christ I repent of my sins right I ask for forgiveness well for first them. I think that yeah I think first we need to people kind of get confused at what repentance means and yeah. what repentance is repentance is actually better translated as a a change of mind a change mm -hmm. of attitude a change of heart um, a turn from yeah. you know your past so Repentance is better stated as a change of complete change of mind, uh, change of attitude, change of heart, mm -hmm. change of direction. I think we get kind of confused at what it means. Sure. Um, I and it's one of I think. So how can I repent if I don't really know what that means? Repentance is one of those churchy words. Yeah. And I saw a. Gr I'll have to find that article. I love those articles Maybe we can on churchy words. Yeah, because the girl that did it, it was awesome. I forgot who it was, but I'll have to search for it. But Well, we always talk about repenting, and it's like, okay. It's well, one of those words. It's like, what does that really mean? And then you go to find out, well, then some people will tell you, well, that, you know, that does. That means, well, you, you that means that you confess your sins to, to God. And well, that, that it doesn't just mean you God. feel bad for things you've done in the past that were bad. Right. But yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or just acknowledge sins and, and tell God about them and tell him you're sorry. I think that's the general view of what we get for, which is is part of it. But sure. it's like you said, the the word itself is translated as a change of mind, mm -hmm. a change of attitude, and a complete change. Like of, I was a Republican, right. and now I think I'm a Democrat. Right? Like you completely changed. Your yeah, mind, like this your totally views, different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if yeah, you take it to that extreme, well, you but... just exploded the heads of any <laughs> people remaining. 
but I, I think so it's important to understand what repentance uh, is. yeah so it's better it's a complete change of, of lifestyle and attitude mm-hmm. um, it brings you to a point where you hate the things or hate anything that has caused you personally or whatever it may be to fall um, cause you to sin just causes you to completely view that specific issue you know is very sensitive and you turn from that and you have a complete different change of heart Um, and it's also a necessary aspect to for forgiveness is is to is repentance. So I think that I don't know. Maybe I wrapped repentance up too quickly, but no. I think, it's ba- yeah, I think I just kind of wanted to not go off too much on it. So if we understand that, though, if, I think the point that I really wanted to get to is we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We've all done horrible things to some degree or another, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like you were a hardened prison convict or anything like that. So it's not that you can speak on like that type oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah. But how do Doesn't you matter. how do you live with yourself as a Christian, as a, a believer, a new person in Christ, right? And how do we go about truly living a life where we turn from that and now live quite differently while still having that well and that's interesting it's like no i don't i'm not some but but again it doesn't matter like paul says in first corinthians 6 when he says that thieves greedy drunkards revilers swindlers none of them are gonna as all of these guys were Mm -hmm. none of them are gonna inherit the kingdom of god yeah those type of people but Every single one of those people was washed and forgiven mm-hmm. and will be able to enter the kingdom. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter. Obviously, there's definite sins, different sins like murder and different things like that that have different consequences. Sure. Um, you know, a somebody that's been, you know, a... a common thief you know that you know that's that you may have gone years and not got caught you know you may have not gotten in trouble it may that may just be you know you may be a closet klepto and you may just uh, you know just do it without realizing it um you know and obviously that's not going to but so in a person that realizes that they've and i think and this is probably more so in my case that you realize um you know the sin while you're in it before you get caught yeah you know or before something happens mm-hmm. um i i definitely think that was in uh, a lot in my own personal experiences i definitely know a lot of people that have you know changed their lives that um it's because of they've had this you know they've been brought to this feeling of repentance and need of repentance uh, you know, in the middle of it, they just have the strong conviction of, of mm-hmm. getting out of it. So that's definitely, um, you know, another way that could come. But 
still the same. This requires a complete change of attitude, a complete change of heart. Um, you look at things completely different, and that should probably, you know, whatever that you've been cleansed from should probably be something that you are very passionate about and making sure that you're ministering to other people, you know, um, because that's a sin that can that very well can condemn you and and whatever whatever it may be yeah and through christ you've but through now christ you've now that. been saved from that and now you have you have like street cred to the max now <laughs> for ministering to people that in the situation that you were saved from um that's a great way you don't necessarily have to i, I understand some people that that may have been delivered don't want to go and and, and re kind of live that. And, sure, and of that, that's fine. Just yeah. definitely go minister to somebody in some other direction. Yeah. But I also know of ministries where murderers now have completely changed their life. They've gotten out of prison. You know, you you actually I know one personally. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's kind of that that in and but that's his ministry. Is he's got a full cutthroat hardcore in your face ministry you shouldn't ministry. use the term cutthroat ministry. i when i'm describing him i'm sorry well i mean cut cutting sin throat like you know <laughs> cutting evil's throat not where else anymore but yeah you're right <laughs> that was a slip didn't mean to um but anyway like, but know, yeah but the point is is that was his that's his ministry and it's oh man i mean it's powerful and it and it, it you know it turns people so I think that's that's definitely a um, going to be a result of repentance mm -hmm. is is just absolutely having that inner whether it's something that you just regret that you've done or something that you know that is a necessary part of it now in time it takes time for you to be completely healed. Just like before we even started this, I was reading you the story of the 10 lepers, right? Yeah. He said, okay, go show yourselves to the priests. And on their way, they were healed. Yeah. Not right now, right away on their way. Yeah. He said, it's okay, go. It's going to be a little bit of a process. So it's, it, it works in the same way. It's going to be a little bit of process. You reach this point where you're like, crap, realize the need for repentance and forgiveness and mm -hmm realizing your need of a savior and then going and completely going on that road away from it you know walking away from it um and being healed so that 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 sting will be take a little bit of time you know from it but you know eventually it will get less and less and it'll it'll get a little bit easier it'll still be your thorn in the flesh i think it'll still be that 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 thing that that is always there but that's necessary for us i believe and i and i see this in scripture that that's something that that's completely necessary while we're in the flesh i mean we're i mean it's it's we're still condemned in the flesh right now as we stand so you know until until our bodies are changed to be like his there's still always going to be that that sting and that thing there that's not going to leave and and you're going to have to live with it and as you get closer in your 
think in your spiritual walk in your in your walk with Christ it gets even sometimes even more difficult because you're like gosh you know when you learn the, the mercy and the grace and and the patience and the all the different things that you know that God had for you uh, once you learn those things you just tend to get so frustrated <laughs> I definitely can relate to that um, by things but oh, like I said over time it, it gets a little bit simpler but there's not one thing period that he can't save you from will save you or will condemn you for I mean like I said truly certain, seeking. certain things have different consequences mm-hmm. you know if you're murder on death row you're probably not going to get out to be in the public anymore but you're definitely forgiven and you definitely can can right and you definitely can and change your life and and, you know dedicate your life to god even in that situation so there's not you know the like the the consequences vary but well, and I think part of it, too, that really made me... So, I don't know if I went. I, I don't yeah, know if I went. I no, think no, I felt good. like that was a little jumbled up. But we were talking about, so, uh, I don't know how to make my point without kind of sharing our slash your story in all of this, but, you know, we were talking last night about how um, you... Not that you did it, per se, because most of the time you did not, but we were talking about situations throughout your professional career time spent in an office setting where situations would arise with women that were not something that you would be proud of, right? Like things that would happen with coworkers being more than flirtatious and things like that. And you and I were talking about, I'm like, oh yeah, I hated walking into your office and seeing, you know, just different things like that because we all have things, you know, and things that happen and not that you did anything in these instances or anything like that, but just the point of us talking about how throughout our story, and we've been together nearly 20 years now, there seemed to be a reoccurring theme of sinful temptation situations that you would find yourself in, right? Mm-hmm. And so you now having the spiritual growth that you have, you look at that specific situation in a very specific way because you know that's been a spiritual battle that you've been faced with time and time again mm-hmm. not realizing at that time that it was such a spiritual battle being faced with these women and these things all around you in your workplace you know what I mean but looking back on it now and understanding that and so I think we all can look at our lives of certain reoccurring situations that we seem to always find ourselves in or near or being faced with or whatever mm-hmm. And so part of the now being a new creation in Christ and living our lives completely different than how we might have before. Yeah, and let me be clear. I did. Nobody's going to believe this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, like, I did find myself in situations that, like, sometimes, majority of the time, all the time, I didn't realize until it was like, actually, I never realized in a lot never. of cases. 
think never's too much. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but I don't think my head was there. But my head was completely right, like in those situations. So that's where it wasn't. We were just talking about this. The later ones, yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm oh. talking about wait. I'm ta- just the recent ones. Okay, I'm not. But um, but I I think the biggest point is for us to real right. We know that the spiritual battle is far more real than the physical battle we see, right? And so if you have this list, everybody does, you have these things that you seem to always find yourself in the situation or being faced with these things. Yes. And so I as you have going. now turned and you are a new creation yeah. in Christ, you have to be very aware of just yes. because you're a new creation in Christ doesn't mean those things are going to disappear and go away and you're not going to be faced with them anymore. That's where You, you just and, have to be conscious Which of is where you and I kind of joked and I said, see, this is why I moved you out to the country and you now work from home in the middle of the country <laughs> with no one around so we don't have to deal with these yeah. things anymore. Obviously, that's not the case. If you were to go and work in an office environment today, you, I'm yeah, not funny. concerned in any way about anything, obviously, but you would go into that knowing what you would probably end up being faced with and having to just be prepared. I feel like so often we get this impression that once you are a new creation in Christ, you have done this, you've repented, you've turned, you know, all of these things, that those things you battled with before are just going to disappear. Oh, You're yeah. not going to deal with them anymore. Which maybe that's what God wants, and he will remove them all for you. Of course, that does happen sometimes. But I feel like many times you see people, and we've been those people, that when these things don't get removed and you do still have to deal with them, it's very disheartening. Like, gosh, did I did I not repent correctly? Did I not pray correctly? Oh, yes, did I not, yes. like, what did I not do correctly? Or what's up? Why is God not taking this away from me, Mm -hmm. right? Why did this not go away when I did what I thought was the right steps that I needed to do? So I think it's important just to bring up the point of just because you have truly repented, you are truly a new creation in Christ, you you are doing all of these things, it doesn't mean that those temptations are going to go away. In a lot of cases, they multiply. Yeah. And they magnify. Yeah, because then, I mean, this is... Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense because I think that's that's the point that Jesus is making when he's speaking of the demons that, you know, once they leave and they they go away for a while and then they come back to find... the the house and the swept and clean and Mm -hmm. they bring back seven more with them yeah that goes in in that like it's you're gonna have that um once they're gone and they're out and they're away they're gonna keep coming back it's you don't let them in you don't let them in the house um you know you don't in in your your spiritual walk and, and being right with christ won't let that happen it it won't if if your walk is correct and if you are doing your walk well i'm not saying that people don't slip but at sure. the same time if you slip on a lot of specific sins you're putting yourself in a bad situation mm-hmm. and there you have to start questioning yourself you're going okay well 
Am I really sorry for this? If I'm knowingly going to put myself in these situations, whatever they could be, do I really want repentance? Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, is that really what it's about? Is completely turning from that? If I even somewhat go back? Now, we were talking about, I don't want to sound contradicting when I was talking about earlier, because saying that a lot of people sometimes can go and they can preach and get, putting themselves, you know, sure. in a situation. Because you but, can identify with the struggles of this person. Right, person but you're that. putting yourself in a bowl. By that point, I think somebody that, that has enough strength in them to preach against what they know, mm-hmm. that they are strong enough to know that this is an issue for them and they have to be conscious of it yes. all of the time. Yes. So if I'm an alcoholic that's going to, to go to the bars and start talking to drunks, I'm not going to maybe, you know, order, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I, I'm going to have to know that I'm going to be around it and I'm not going to, well, I'm going to order water and I'm not going to get, right. Before you go into Right, exactly. Things. You know that, you know, if that's not going to be a problem, well, what does if Paul it's say around about me. not a new believer so that they right. don't get right. goofed up because it can be easy when you are new in faith. Right. So, but somebody that's strong in that goes in there knowing dang well that, hey, I used to be an alcoholic, but I hate that mm-hmm. I hate the fact that I was I ruined my family ruined my life I ruined all yeah. the people around me I hate every bit of what that did to me mm-hmm. and it's not a problem for me anymore I just hate it yeah and that's the that's the that's what I was kind of talking of and that's where they get to which I, I can definitely and I can relate with that as well mm-hmm. you know that I, I think the Lord can use those people even stronger because oh, those yeah. are the people that have no tolerance whatsoever for anything. You look at somebody, something or somebody and you say, no, absolutely not. This is what leads to this. This is the, the progression of how this works. And you can have, you know, it, if you're going and talking to people, you're completely cutting that out. So there's a strength in it. So I don't want to sound um, contradicting, but we also know that we shouldn't put ourselves if we're weak in that faith and this is an issue that we're struggling with we don't put ourselves in those positions because i think it's also it's also okay to note that your struggles are fine Mm -hmm. like you said you're there's nothing wrong with the struggles coming back to you we did a podcast last night i think this probably is is suited for homosexuality Mm -hmm. uh, better than anything your desires they're there they're real Mm -hmm. and they're not gonna they probably maybe if you're this type of person they're not gonna go away they're not going anywhere they are gonna keep back coming back sometimes stronger while you're on because this is a spiritual battle yeah you can you could you can get your strength up you can build up your strength and you can fend off these attacks. Of course. You can learn how to say, nope, not today. Mm-hmm. This is not happening. I'm forgiven. I'm a new creation. Nope, not yeah. today. So you can learn how to do that. Sure. But it doesn't mean they're going anywhere. So those desires and different things like that, I think that that that's and that's normal and that's okay. And that will happen to um, certain believers. But strengthening your faith helps that. I mean, just focusing on Christ and turning away and and looking at the harm that maybe I I think 
a way to look at it is the way that that uh, like a harmful way that that particular sin may have harmed people I mean just kind of focusing it, it sounds extremely negative and probably kind of morose but I think for people struggling with sin like that you think okay well if you're struggling this bad think of how much this harms and what 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 does the bigger picture of this do you know whether it's if it's sexual sin I mean there's there's million <laughs> I, you can't even I couldn't even list um, all of them um, you know if it's um, you know uh, uh, I don't know if you're a, a thief if you're you know mm-hmm. here we get swindler yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and um, I, I think so often you know when you look at this if you truly have had this change of heart this repentance and you've truly turned and want to strive to live as Christ you tend to look at to the us. negative of it. You should, and that it doesn't mean that it's going to go away necessarily. In different instances, we all have to live with things, and you you feel that lurking shadow of the way you once were when that stuff comes up. But the more and more, and this is why it's so important that you be every day in your word, reading your Bible, that every day you are in prayer, talking to God. You have to do those things every day without fail. You have to make that the priority in your life. And the more you grow in um, understanding of God's word and in all of these different things, and the more you do that, the more you can look at, especially your previous sins, and truly, like you said, truly hate them and it's not even a temptation per se anymore because as you are striving to be as Christ was and you are striving to push further on that path it no longer it's not like you any longer would work in an office and be like ooh better stay away from cute chick up front because i don't want to get myself in trouble right because you are striving to be as Christ was so that's not even a temptation in man's life anymore in this situation because I want nothing to do with that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like the thief. Maybe you are striving so much that it doesn't matter if you're walking around and you see really expensive stuff just laying out, nobody doing anything about it because that's not even in temptation in your life anymore because you hate that that's the sin you once dealt with and you now are striving and you are your soul is fed with spiritual words and prayer and everything like that, that that's not something that you're constantly having to fend off the temptation for because you are so focused on Christ and living as he did that it doesn't affect you in that way. No, and that's very true. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to bring up, though, um, we've kind of harped just like on the the sexual aspect of it or the the, the, uh, thievery of it um but obviously examples i I said swindler earlier um, stuff like like that that. but we have to kind of revilers drunkers we kind of have to think about that especially in our culture and our society now too because this kind of goes with one doesn't kind of it goes all the way with our everyday lives yeah um, what type of person are you? Maybe there is, you do have a sin of greed mm-hmm. or 
being proud being proud and this type of attitude this type of attitude is not not evident of the spirit it's mm -hmm. not at all that's not completely opposite mm -hmm. so if you are a proud person mm -hmm. you know you have to that's difficult too because you have to learn how to humble yourself yep and that's hard i think that is i've had conversations in my family with family members personal family members about this and it's very important it is and thank god he one of them ad admitted that he's very very prideful person when it drives him insane but he can't help it but it infects every part of his life mm -hmm. he says he tries not to be but he knows that he is and it just eats him in that but it drives him and that's scary and you can see that everywhere you look in our world today is from just everywhere i mean just our our attitudes in general are, are so prideful mm -hmm. we think we're owed it's something it's we think You're it's encouraged, encouraged to be that yeah way. absolutely yeah. um we think that we're owed things even even those that are even those that accuse others of thinking that they're owed something themselves mm -hmm. think that they're owed a lot so i'm assuming and, you're pointing at like baby boomers and yes exactly <laughs> exactly um I, exactly and i'll i'll call them out straight up it's one of i am sick and tired of hearing everything against the millennials which all of all of it is true or even the generation our generation before the millennials which is the i don't remember what we were called because we're not millennials no we're like gen we're like gen y or something i don't remember no x are we x i don't know I'd have to i don't know like anyway any well, of it's get, ridiculous when get... you see different generations fussing over that because guess what everybody's guilty of the same thing yeah it's like yeah. the other ones it's out. like it do not remember that at. your parents said the same exact yeah. thing like it's ridiculous. you you for you you tend to forget these things mm -hmm. and, and i understand that it does get worse you know, and in the in the sense of i guess it's just more broad mm -hmm. <laughs> um but we just as a people are extremely proud well it's the american way it is <clears throat> it's funny these american dream the american way all these things that we have always been fed and pushed and brainwashed you know into just believe is what we should be and what we should be striving for then you spend time reading in scripture and you're like god's kind of specific about how much he doesn't like these things no um not once like one time is pride well it's not one it's more than once but there's only a very few times that pride is ever mentioned in a good way and, and it's possibly. things like you know pride of judah yeah. you know yeah, like yeah. it's not it's not like your pride it, it, you if have. you know your script if you know your scriptures you know that pride is is one of like god's top three mm -hmm. things that he really gets upset hates about. like that is something that really makes him upset and that's something that just dominates our culture okay. in our world and, and again, you see it everywhere it. everywhere mm -hmm. 
I think every time I see a negative comment of something on Facebook, I think regardless of the situation, that's pride. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, against from that specific generation that we were talk that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so stinking prideful. Like where where did you get the sense of pride? The other thing that. I guess this is kind of morphing into a maybe kind of a different podcast, <laughs> but sorry. Um, one of the <sighs> hmm. what happened to the little things that we learned when we were little? You know, like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, or. Always treat people kindly, no matter what. Don't ever say an unkind word. You know, if... if, Turn the other... Like, we learned all of these things from this generation. Mm -hmm. And this is the very generation that's coming around and turning around and saying... And excusing... All of these things. It's like mind blowing. I'm going, what happened to that? What happened to these different things? Well, you see so often, especially from obviously this isn't this isn't belittling one to the other, but an older generation who's constantly belittling the snowflakes right everything's now about the snowflakes. well that's what i'm saying but you're slant you're going around slandering people well, that's like, what i'm saying you- so you do that so you see so like you look at like the news headlines of kids who are committing suicide because they're bullied right and it's like gosh this is horrible we have to do something about this you know all of these other things but then you're turning around and slandering people for being snowflakes because you don't like what they're doing or whatever like do we not realize that's the same thing? Yeah, like, I I mean, I remember, like, going home and, you know, hey, Ryan down the street sucks. Hey, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Well, my mom always gave us the thumper from Bambi. Yeah. Mom always said, you know, like, that was Yeah, if you have nothing nice to say, don't, don't say anything, anything at all. all. You know, we but yet, all these, the are the, these are the people that are, are saying the most slanderous very prideful you know just very direct harsh things mm-hmm. right or wrong you shouldn't hold that type of stance on it but well, yeah. that's I, I I don't know what happened to that and I, th- I feel like that's just happened well because we can't be politically correct now mm-hmm. so that's viewed as politically correct it is being kind and meek and not, you know, that I, that's viewed as politically, I guess, I guess, because that's, that's the best thing I hear because that's the excuse that you yeah. get whenever you ask them, you know, you say, well, how can you say that whenever you, well, just, you can't be politically correct to get things done. Wait, what happened to if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? Well, because if, if you that don't... were the case, everybody would have to shut up. Like, yeah. like across the board, if if we told everyone in our country specifically, hey, for the next 
24 hours, if you don't have anything nice to say, you can't say anything at all, you would be able to hear a pin drop on the other side of the country. You know what I mean? Like everything. But again, these are just signs of the times of what age that we live in because people literally cannot go without slander and greed and pride and all of that. But my point in all of that is all of that is sinful. Yeah. And all I'm not the judge. I've at all. Thank God I'm not the judge. Mm-hmm. But this says it, I just read it in First Corinthians six that you will not inherit the kingdom of God if you are these things. Yeah. So I'm not the judge of how that works. But I that that's one thing that just really kind of I guess it's an honest fear for me. I guess it is an honest fear. I don't it, it does really anger me <laughs> like sure. when I see it. But at the same time I go, Ooh, I really wish that we wouldn't be like that because I don't know how that's going to get dealt with. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's I don't not know. my. I'm I, not here to walk around and condemn people and say, "Oop, you broke the rule. You're out." That's not no, the point here. But to look and say, but it yeah, frightens it me to see self-proclaiming Christians and mm-hmm. that generation is basically a would identify themselves as, as, you know, just, well, I'm talking about the evangelicals of mm-hmm. that generation. Um, no, what were you saying? <laughs> I completely... No, I was just saying how you, you were talking about how you can't I'm be angry, the one. I'm angry, so I lost my thought. <laughs> you can't be the one to condemn these people right. for these things. But I'm just saying, looking at this, and especially if you are, obvi- obviously, because this was written to, you know, believers where he's saying such at you know such were some of you yeah but now you've been washed so when you look at people who proclaim the name of christ but yet still are checking off these things yeah it's like i'm not trying not... to condemn you but it's like uh who there's a this whole straight list up says you will not like... inherit the kingdom of god that's pretty serious Sweet. we have to you have you can't just put a jesus bumper sticker across you and think you're good to go we have to, tr- and that was, I guess, we're kind of circling back around to the point of this podcast that hopefully is making some sense to somebody. But Probably not. Probably not. I think it's a mess. <laughs> um, but the point being that, yes, we should repent, turn away, think much differently than we did before we were followers of Christ, and live our lives differently. So if we are claiming the name of Christ but still going right along with these things instead of waking up every single day and dying to ourselves, to our flesh, to our ways, to our wants, to our sin and living life completely different instead striving to be like Christ, well, I think that's how you end up being one of those people. There has to be somebody that fits the bill for when Jesus told the story about how you showed up at the feast and were like, hey, me. And the guy's like, yep, nope, don't know you. Well, see, repentance works in a way like this, and this is why that always itches me when I hear this generation talking about Trump being a Christian and having all these spiritual evangelical advisors around him. Well, it does always go back to this. 
People love when I mention this. This is, oh gosh, I'm so like. Remember liked. we got that one message and it was like, okay, okay we, get we get it. it. You, you don't, don't like Trump. Trump. Yes. No, it's so much more than that. Don't. Let me remind people that part of the reason why I even started school to begin with was because, because of, that. of that man. Mm-hmm. Um, because so here again, we have him to thank for everything do. you've become. So, but going back to that, I hear that and I go, okay, well, I mean, he's living a very, very public life. Yeah. Meaning he's in our news feeds 24-7, no matter where you look all the time. This is a clear, huge issue in the church and and on Fox News. It's another one of my favorites. Um. You don't even know what you're going to say anymore. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I'm just like, I I think, so I go, okay. Well, if he knew Christ, then he would identify. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm a rich man. Ah, crap. It's really difficult for me to get into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Why is that? Okay. Then, uh, then I'd have to realize that, ooh, greedy. Ooh. Might be a little greedy, considering I want to sue everything that moves for any reason. Yeah. He's not a drunkard. That's good. That we know of. Uh, he's always been pretty vocal about not drinking. Really? A whole lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um. So, you'd have to, you know, sexually immoral. Again, I'm not condemning him for anything. I'm not saying Trump can't be forgiven for everything. And maybe he, well, that's where I'm kind of getting to that I'm questioning. Not, I'm not, I guess not questioning it. I'm saying I'm raising some eyebrows on it, I guess. Um, raising eyebrows. I'm raising eyebrows. Swindlers? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a well-known swindler. Mm-hmm. A proud and we swindler. Get, and we get this, well, he doesn't got to be an altar boy to run the country. That's very true, but y'all try to make him an altar boy. Well, so that's hard. That's the issue, yeah. So hard, because that's the first offense. Well, Trump's a Christian, and he's, he's working for God, and he's, I mean, you would swear that he was a prophet under Christ to these people. Well, to these Jefferson. just and that's that's part of the problem mm-hmm. and you look and you see and, and that's kind of what I was getting to my point is Jeffers is up there defending him left and right okay but that's not showing you a true true message of repentance or mm-hmm. you know uh, acknowledgement of sin and, and you know and, and calling on God for forgiveness uh that, that doesn't show that at all. That just shows that you're defending a person that's an absolute... All of these things. Except for the drunk. Um, but... So those are the... those are. It's like you have to look at that. And, and I, would, I would say... That you're continu- continuously slanderous. So none of these are behaviors of a person... That has repented. Mm-hmm. So, in a 
public observation, you haven't done what you're supposed to do. Well, because you buy your fruit is the only way we have to see what is in your heart because what's truly in your heart will be the fruit that you produce. So if you still are a very harsh, unkind, proud, arrogant, all of the bad things, right? Like if you're still that type of person and that's what you're constantly showing on the outside, well, that's just showing us what's in your heart. The fruit that you produce is what we have to go by and to see. Not that it's our job to condemn anyone, but that's to give us a window into your heart and to see what's really there. Yeah, and then I see so much of the evangelical right on the news everywhere else. We know that, yeah, he's got Jeffers, he's got Franklin Graham. Mm -hmm. He's got Franklin Graham, too. I haven't talked enough about Franklin Graham. I mean, he that is just... I, I mentioned it in, <clears throat> in the podcast the other day that... You know, Billy, one of his greatest regrets was the fact that he got too so involved in, in politics. Mm -hmm. And Franklin is just going, you know, full throttle towards it, you know, and it's just. And they're, and they're making up excuses for this. I, I understand that the media has been uh, unfair in a lot of situations, but. In the reality of it, there's a lot of things there that the media didn't even have to make up that are truth, yeah. that are, are enough for us to go, eh, well, we sh probably shouldn't put our our stamp of approval of the Lord, our Lord and Savior, you know, behind this man and, and be proud of it when it's this type of representation that we have. Uh, it just, it, it reminds me of every time he, he's sitting there making... Um, you know, it, it, like what Jeffers said when he says, yeah, oh yeah, we all know the scripture where it says thou shall not uh, have sex with a prostitute. You're making light. You're making light. Yeah, I'm going to get too angry here. But it reminds me of of what Paul said in Romans 1, verse 32, when he says, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. I'm not accusing Jeffers of doing these. But he's but, giving approval yeah. to these people practicing these things mm -hmm. by just defending it. If you're defending it, if you're defending something to me, if you're defending something, you're somewhat giving approval to it. Yeah. Right? You're excusing it. I would assume, unless it, you have kind of in light unless you it. have a point coming back to it saying okay this is not what I'm doing other than that and you're standing there making defense against mm -hmm. somebody's claims that we're pointing out clearly that these aren't acts of a Christian these aren't acts of somebody that that would do that yet you're you know, I just, I don't understand. I'm not, again, I don't want to turn this into questioning his Christianity, his repent, whatever else, because I'm not, I don't want to make that judgment. But like I just said, we can see the fruit of the Spirit very publicly. This is not what the fruit of the Spirit is. So even though we're not the final judge, we can automatically, we can kind of make that, uh-huh, yeah. Well, and I guess this actually... You know, it's like that thing that, like, when you're like, yep, you're going to get in trouble. Ooh, mm -hmm, dad's yeah. going to get you when you yeah. get home. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think this 
actually somewhat kind of leads back into our original point that maybe people remember we were talking about. But when we as a large... I was going to try to salvage it. (laughs) When we largely in our society allow people to profess the name of Christ, profess to be believers and followers of Christ. We'll call this a rant or or about sin that turns into a rant. Yeah. Okay. A sin rant. Um, When we live in a society that largely allows professing Christians to continue to lead lives void of the spiritual fruit we're told to look for that I think really plays into this yeah 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 I know there's something about repentance after I do the little prayer and ask Jesus into my heart but when sinful feelings and thoughts and behaviors don't just magically disappear how am I supposed to what am I supposed to do right because we look around and we see so many believers, especially now, your whole point with this whole political thing, anyways, it's not because you want to get political. It's the fact that this now political figure is being so widely used as a Christian. Right. Right. And that model. is where my. That's your issue. So when Brandon turns political like every single time he opens his mouth it's not because he's just obsessed with politics you guys we don't even have cable in our home we don't watch news. but i've like, and I, like i've told people before like i'm i'm in his, it, at heart i'm libertarian as libertarian can yeah, get his problem is that my lord and savior is being dragged through exactly. the mud so that's why everybody i feel like everybody probably gets like oh here goes brandon talking about but this i can't again. help it it's like, because this is... <laughs> on the world stage we are talking the world stage this man the head of our country is dragging the name of christ through the mud and that's something and that being... we should all be upset but it's about. giving a it's giving a, a a look to the outside world that this is what christianity this is, is what christianity is all about mm-hmm. in 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 the time of the things that we are dealing with mm-hmm. okay it's and these again these are signs these aren't things that necessarily gets better we still do what we can to fight them, but this is not something that gets better. These are these are signs meant to lead you directly to Christ and understand where you are in the times. Yes. But I feel these are just these these advisor, these people that are coming on, these pastors that are coming on and just and just doing this defense, talking about these things, giving approval to these things are complete blind guides. Yeah. They're completely leading the nation and Christianity down a path that is that I don't want anybody to see go down because I can see it. Uh, I I mean, not that I'm some kind of, you know, visioning like I, I, I have got some sort of vision seer. of the future, <laughs> some seer or something, but I know where it's going because of the Bible. Yeah, you, you can read a book. you because I if you read and study this thing, you can see where this goes. Mm. And you can see when a nation rallies around a leader or a person like this with the uh, under the assumption, you know, mixing these two ideas, mm-hmm. that this is when you start to have 
huge problems. Huge. Huge problems. <laughs> But I think um, that's the point, though, to, to wrap it back up into and, this. But, I mean, <clears throat> just real quick, I mean, you know, guys like Jeffers, these guys are, are honestly blind guides that are, like I said, that are leading the nation down a path that that we don't, that we as Christians need to be careful of and we need to start paying attention and we need to start looking at these things and realizing these things because... These things, all of these are very, very sinful things, and these are all very, very specific things that we are told. And people asked us about the once saved, always saved, all these different, you know, things. And we'll do, we'll do separate ones mm -hmm. on those. Um, but let me just put it this way: if you're doing these things. If you're still being caught in doing these things and claiming that you're a Christian, I'm about 99.9% .9 sure that you should probably go test your Christianity and, and, and see if you really have the spirit or if it's just something that you think that you have, yeah. if you've just labeled it. Um, I, I think... I think people can claim that they've they're a Christian, but obviously that the way that they live their lives don't show it. Yeah. So you can claim to be anything you want. That's what's funny that going against the same group well that doesn't believe that, you know, which I don't believe this either, but you're saying that okay, so a man that wants to be a woman can't just be a woman. Can't just be a woman. Okay. Okay. So using that same logic you can't just use Jesus. You as your can't get just out of use Jesus as your get out of free car, right? Like you can't just do that. So using that same logic, you can't do these things and say, "Well, I'm a Christian and I do these things," because this is how we get things done. Well, well, guys. you. I don't think you are saved. I'm not the judge of that. Like I said, I I will, I will never stop overstating the fact that I am not the judge I am not condemning I am pointing out exactly what is in here and I'm doing my again, call duty as a servant of God to call and point these things out to you to say look you probably aren't saved I didn't say this it's in it's in here well as I was gonna say again all of this just comes back around to if you are a professing Christian you must be in your word every single day you can put your Bible app on and let it read it for you while you're driving to work you can take 15 minutes to spend some time reading through your Bible. I mean it's not difficult to do but you have to be fed with the knowledge and understanding that comes from God from this book so that you are aware of what your life should look like and you are striving each and every day to mirror these things and live them in your life not in a superficial way that you're just trying to look good because but in the truth of right it, you must truly if you are not going to truly turn from these things and live your life in a different light right then, then what are you doing? Yeah, and, and and again, maybe you aren't forgiven because maybe you haven't repented. Maybe, maybe you, you don't haven't. actually want to. 
maybe turn you, away from it. Maybe you haven't. You clearly haven't. The way that I stated that the word is translated, mm-hmm. you have not repented by still doing these things. Yeah, true change of heart. So you haven't repented. That's what the call is to, is to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But I think that's where we really I mean, a grant, to, that was dumb. Well, no, I don't but think we really we'll, need was, to state to the Israel, fact that but. I feel like we get the idea that repentance means just say you're sorry. Yeah, no. End of discussion. Nope, it's a complete, again, it takes time. Yeah. I'm not, it's not perfect. Don't expect no, perfect no. repentance in the way that... Somebody's going to just be perfect all of a sudden. No. Okay, but we we can tell when a person's character just doesn't change at all. Yeah. There should be at least a little bit of side of change. At least a little. You should see spiritual fruit ripening and growing. Actually, if this person really is truly brought to the point of repentance and brought to Christ, usually it's such a radical transformation so quickly, like I mine was it was like a light switch mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that's it this way in every case sure but for me it was a very road to Damascus moment yeah we've said this a million times before but it was it was okay yes Lord I'm done that's it well, that's why when we were talking, <laughs> like, when we were talking yeah. with Lex in the interview series, and she was like, "No, you guys literally went from like normal, regular household to being like nearly Amish overnight." <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and that is just, but it looks different for different people. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, of but you course. will start to course, see, you will start to see the fruit of a complete life change. Mm-hmm. You will start to see it. If you don't see it, it's not there, and it's worthless. And let's. And and this is where it's you you can't just be maybe you've been in the middle where you're like yeah I don't do those things anymore but I don't really have any kind of mid period you know that's called lukewarm mm-hmm. and that's really bad and <laughs> Christ says he'll spit you out of his mouth if you're lukewarm pick up what side of the fence you're on come on left or right in or out. It's apparent that if you're either on in the middle, you're gonna be kicked out. That's what that's what Christ said. But again, that so you 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 can't you you that almost makes you have that radical transformation, mm-hmm. you know, to where you hate even the garment stained by flesh. Snatch like Jude one says when he's yeah, Jude one. It's only one chapter. Yeah. Jude. Jude um, like Jude says, you know, say, by snatching them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Mm-hmm. You hate everything just even touched by sin. Anything just... Ah. So that's what it needs to be. And I... And I yeah, every, every single believer in Christ has has to come to that Mm -hmm. you have to humble yourself and you have to bring yourself to that Mm -hmm. um and it has to change your life like you like we said in the beginning though you'll still struggle doesn't make it but that's where your strength comes from it's because your strength comes from your struggle and that's why you still struggle Mm -hmm. it's because you're built you're he's building you up he's got you on this road to healing yeah 
by the time you get to your final destination, that's what's clear and blameless for the day of Christ. Yep. That's what that's what we are. Paul says we're presented to uh, that they, they, they be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So by the time that we get there in this healing and the strength and through these struggles and through this war, through this battle, through this, that's not going to stop. It's it's our character that's built from it and, mm-hmm. and, and how we show others. And it's important. It, it's not important that we do righteous acts, right? But it's important that we show fruits of what how our life has been changed. And if you're not doing that, well, then you're not. You're, I'm not judging you, but you're not forgiven. This is from God, not from me. This is this is straight out of the Word. You you haven't repented. You're still. You haven't had a change of heart. Right. You haven't had a change of heart. It it'll. I mean. The the woman that. When Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery to go, in sin, no like. Don't do it. You've been forgiven of that. You're on this road to recovery. Don't do it anymore. Like, nope, not going to do it. That means, like, don't do it. You know, like, when you're like, ooh, should I have that other cupcake or not? Yeah. Nope, don't do it. Literally don't. Literally don't. Yeah. Every once in a while, well, not with that, hopefully, <laughs> particularly, but uh, every cupcakes, uh, cupcakes okay. are okay, not going out in, in adultery. <laughs> but every once in a while, you know, you'll slip. Even somebody caught in an adultery is going to have struggles. Because so, we know even a thought can be. Because we know, you know. even a thought, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we, it, it, that's why we need a savior. Yeah. So, but it needs to be evident to everybody, um, and especially amongst fellow believers, you yeah. need to just radiate that. So, I think that I think that kind of wrapped around nicely a little bit to the point we were kind of making of talking about sin and and having it be a radical transformation. And yeah, um, I know in our flock I know there's people that are struggling um, with a lot of different things they're struggling with all these different things well again we all struggle yeah. and it's okay but it's about the character and the struggles will become less the more and more the closer you get to Christ they'll be focused they'll be different and you will have a different outlook on it you will hate it you will and it will motivate you um, and you'll definitely feel a sense of relief you know and, and forgiveness and immediate forgiveness and just feel the spirit completely transforming everything about it um, so I think anybody that that is struggling you know especially in ours don't worry about it. Pray. We're definitely praying for you. Um, I guess one quick thing, too. Um, if you're caught in anything particular and you're scared on how to get out, you're scared about who to tell or what to do, remember that this is between you and Christ. 
And unless it's directly affecting somebody else, unless you're directly sinning against somebody else in a way that could harm them or could weigh that could cause them to stop or or anyway, um, I don't think it's net it's necessary to confess your sins to God, not before you know and and definitely you need that reconciliation with the people that you have um, wronged wronged mm -hmm. but there's also a reality too of Jesus saying go and sin no more there's no conditions for forgiveness the only thing that you need is to give it to him yeah. and repent to him of your sins tell him your sins acknowledge your sins before him say this is what I did I'm horrible for doing this I regret doing this uh, this this hurts every single day um, need your forgiveness. I need your forgiveness mm -hmm. for this that's all you need to do you don't need to do anything else like I said if it's I mean there's certain things that don't if it whether it's a pornography addiction or, or you know there's certain little things like that it's like yeah you don't need to go confess to your mom that you have a pornography <laughs> addiction you know that's, that's not the not point that that's issue. just what I wanted to say you know what I mean like you don't um, heck even you know if even if you're at, at work and you know um, raising a few numbers so you get a bigger you know check a bigger commission check or something like that at the end of the month you know uh and you're starting to feel convicted about these things or different things yeah. like that there's no sense in you going back and saying hey i mean unless you feel, you feel you unless you feel unless i'm not saying christ will definitely lead you to that if that's the case but I, that most of the time it's not, and you just need to ask for forgiveness and repent, which means turns and not do that anymore. Go and sin no more. There was no condition. There was no special thing saying that, and, and Christ is not going to necessarily make you jump through hoops in order to obtain forgiveness as long as yeah, you... Yeah, your point being you don't have to go and pull up every past sin you've ever right. had and get raked through the coals right, because before God I will think, forgive you. I think I found, and I wanted to mention that because I think I found in my own past struggles, especially when I, I first came to this and, and had changed, I definitely felt like well i can't even lit like what do i do do i go like tell the world like what what am yeah. i supposed to do do i announce before the world do i call somebody do i you know what do i do and i felt that kind of itching and then you know and then there you know i think definitely with prayer um, and just that healing pack, you definitely feel that process and understand that process. But he died. He already died. You're already forgiven. The blood has already been poured out for you. Mm -hmm. So there's no checklist of things that you have to do before you can come to him and obtain forgiveness there's no amount of people that you need to do there's no amount nothing he will lead you anywhere that you need to go but don't feel the need to over confess to every little thing and everybody because it's impossible you know yeah. it, it's because 
if we're going to play that game, every thought that you've had, if you could ever remember that, you better go to apologize to every person for every thought, if whether it's being you've thought about killing somebody, beating somebody, you know, whatever, yeah. cheating somebody, whatever it may be. Um, so don't get caught in that. And I, and I think that a lot of people are afraid of forgiveness or are afraid to come because of that reason. They feel like, well, I've done a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. There's no way that God's going to forgive me for all the bad things that I've done. And a lot of that may be because it's past stuff that they've done that isn't around anymore or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Don't ever believe that. That, that's a lie there's no condition to it the only condition is a result off of your forgiveness and that's going to be the repentance the change in lifestyle the complete shift in, in your life and then the spiritual fruit that you will produce after that mm-hmm. um, and then the hard road that you have along with that it's great and you're forgiven and you, but you'll have a hard road there's no promise that it's going to be easy it's going to be difficult so don't also don't get in the thing of well cool i'm forgiven this is awesome this is great yes definitely we, we praise the lord for that but we also need to remember that we're still in the flesh and we have to put on a burlap and every once in a while it's okay to sit and cry and say i'm sorry still because we're still sinful and we're still in this flesh um but don't get caught up in that where you, you won't ask for forgiveness because you don't even know where to start. You don't need to. You just need to humble yourself and bring yourself to Christ and want that forgiveness and, and ask for it and you'll get it and he'll change your life. Yeah. That's good. <laughs>